The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Jamie Linton, Jeff McGuire, I'm Chuck Hines. We come to you this morning from the First United Bank studio. Look forward to hearing from you on the 8th Flooring Center chat line. Visual Edge IT hotline is open, too, at 806-771-0973. You know, on Mondays on this radio station with The Herd with Colin Cowherd, he does something called Colin was right and Colin was wrong, okay? And he lists the things that he was right about. Generally, that's generally it's about 50-50, okay? Okay. Okay. Um, we maybe could start something about Jamie was right and Chuck was wrong. Uh, that might be an everyday feature. No, Jamie's uh, wrong a lot too. Uh, every once in a while, but I was I was really wrong on something, and you were really right on something uh, this week. So yesterday, and, I, and in defense of me, because somebody from the Ace Flooring Center chat line says, "Chuck, can you refresh us on the uniforms we'll be wearing?" In defense of me, yesterday when I saw this, um, it was posted under Texas Tech football conference play in sight game four at West Virginia. And it showed a guy wearing a black helmet, red top, and white pants. So I assumed incorrectly that that's what they were going to wear. Okay. Yesterday, it was posted, road threads. Hashtag reckon. And it was not, was not, was wrong. It was not a black helmet. It was not red top was not white pants they were not going back to back with the same threads instead jamie and this is concerning they're going with red white red red helmet white top and red pants why is this concerning oh wait never mind you're gonna give me some number about how they don't win in that uniform yeah you're you're one and three in that uniform, in red, white, oh. and red. Let's well shut down this show. <laughs> no optimum game day live tomorrow. What's the purpose of it? Right, right. Mm. So anyway, so I was wrong about that. Um, so I'll I'll uh, I'll not jump the gun next Wednesday and give you the the preview of what the uniform is going to be. So I'll wait until the official road threads hashtag comes out with the threads being the T and threads being with a double T. Do you have that on your phone where like, if you type something out, the double T comes up? No, but that's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I wish I could, wish I could figure that out, but you know me, I'm not very, I'm not very technical. Um, and something that you were really right about Judd Thrash, the Monterey coach said yesterday at the LISD media event, He talked about his game that's coming up tonight against Abilene High, which you'll hear on 107.7 Yes FM. And he said he felt like that his team was still thinking about the friendship game. He said kids were still posting pictures on Thursday. It's kind of a moral victory. Um, And he felt that his team was flat in the pregame. And you had said this week that kind of felt like that they lost the friendship game twice with what with what they did last week and and the and the week before of course the four overtime loss to uh, to friendship so you you nailed that one okay yeah, absolutely nailed that one okay yeah 
So that was, so there you go. Jamie's right. Chuck's wrong. <laughs> That'll be my only time today. I don't know. I mean, Jeff's been the one killing it and upon further reviews. So. I know he's going And for... he was also the one yesterday that when you brought up the point about the uniforms mm-hmm. and we all looked confused at each other, Jeff was like, mm, no white on the road? Yeah, he was right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So McGuire's the rightest. Two out of three. <laughs> That'd be like what the Rangers are looking for. Like what you would take two out of three right now with the Rangers, right? This weekend? Uh, yeah, I'd take it. Yeah. Yeah, I would take it. Yeah, I think I, mm-hmm. I think I would, I would, I, I would most definitely take it. Um, I'm, I don't know if you, I don't know if you need to be concerned about it or not because it seems like all all of those teams that are in contention, the Rangers, the Astros, <clears throat> and the Mariners. Every time you think that they're one of them's going to kind of separate, they all kind of <clears throat> either come back or all lose at the same time. Uh, but heading into uh, the weekend play. Houston leads Texas by a half game and Seattle by a half game. And in the wild card race for that last spot, it's uh, the Rangers and the Seattles are tied, but both those teams are half game behind Toronto. So it, uh, it you know, it's, it's basically nut cutting time. The uh, Blue Jays will play on the road at Tampa Bay this weekend, which is good because Tampa Bay has won 94 games, but they've clinched a spot and pretty much are going to be the the, the wild card winner. Uh, but I'm sure they'd like to have a little mo going into the last week. They could certainly help the Rangers out. Um, the Rangers and the Astros play the first of three tonight at 7.05. Rangers and the Mariners play the first of three tonight. Uh, and then the Astros get the easiest of all the teams. They host the Royals over the weekend, and that's a 7.10 broadcast tonight. And we'll have that game for you on uh, 100.7, the score, at 640. So the Astros are definitely hoping that the Rangers and Mariners beat each other up over sure. this next seven. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a four and a three. Somebody goes four right. wins and somebody wins yeah. three. Yeah, right. You hope it's the, you hope it's the, hope it's the Rangers. Uh, and Seattle and... Texas are hoping that the Kansas City Royals, Royals. can win. Yeah. Rise up, Royals. Rise up. <laughs> again, by the way, again is what they need them to do. Not just once, but twice. Yeah. Dane Dunning goes for the Rangers tonight. Why not three times, Jeff. They play again? They played once. They played last week. And no. And this week. Do they play next week? No, I'm just saying win all three games this weekend. Go I, Royals. I was speaking of series. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dane Dunning will go tonight for uh, the Rangers on the hill so kind of hope that he is able to uh, kind of do what he's been doing he's 10 and 6 378 on average bryce miller will be his opponent on the hill he's a right-hander as well eight and five with a 388 <clears throat> earned run average so it's coming down to it mm-hmm. it's coming down to it so we'll kind of see what happens over the weekend and kind of hope hope for the best as far as uh, the, the rangers are concerned uh the astros next week will play at Seattle on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So that's that'll be good. Um, and uh, hopefully that the uh, the Mariners can uh, maybe take down the Astros while the Rangers are winning in uh, L.A. against the Angels. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Rangers, I mean, you can still win the division. No question. You're just a half a game back. 
Yeah, they still win the still mm-hmm. win the division. Uh, everybody, you know, the, it's funny because the the high school coaches talked about this a little bit yesterday, and Coach McGuire talked about this a little bit yesterday. All these coaches, they all want to win all their games. Okay, so don't make any bones about it. But there is something different about the district games and the conference games, and you know, they all understand as you head into the district play for the five A schools this weekend. Uh, and then the the Big Twelve Conference games for the Red Raiders this weekend, and and everybody but TCU and and Houston TC or TC yeah, TC and Houston because both those teams have already have already played a conference game, but it's all it's all right in front of you. And and they all said basically they they trade a non conference win for a conference win because as Coach McGuire said he wants to play at Jerry's place, you know in uh, in December and. You know, you still have that, still have that opportunity. Everybody's O and O, so it's yeah. kind of a, a renewal of it. Yeah, no, I think that's that's totally fair. I think they do have extra meaning, but I think that's something you say after you've lost your first game. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right, in non district or non conference, you didn't hear Estacado's coach saying this week, "Hey, no. it doesn't matter if we win these games. We're just worried about district." <clears throat> no. Those are what coaches say that after they've lost a, a game. Yeah. It's- very, that's very fair. Mm-hmm. Then, then it's very fair for them to say if you're like one and two or zero oh and three in the non-conference. Hey, what what matters is the games coming up, right. and conference play or district play. Right. And and again, they are more important. Yeah. Yes, because that's what gets you to to the postseason. Mm-hmm. But those are things you say after you've lost a game. Yeah. That's 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 fair. That's that's a fair statement as well. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Now we get this from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. This sounds like uh, hard work. Hauling hay for cows and then packing for a trip to Arlington for Saturday and Sunday games at Globe Life and sitting there third base. Dugout, go Josh. Thank you. Yeah. Don't you think that sounds like hard work? Put, putting the... How in, uh Hauling hay for cows? Yeah. I think yeah, it, it definitely does. Putting the hay in... Mm-hmm. To haul and then unloading the hay once you've hauled it mm-hmm. seems like that would be the mm-hmm. hauling it would seem to me to be the easiest part of that. Yeah, I've done a little bit of that. Throwing hay in the trailer, taking it off the trailer, <clears throat> spreading it out, all that good stuff in you different know? spots. Yeah, you probably that that seems like that'd be something you would enjoy. I thoroughly enjoy it. Yep. Yeah, I mean, yep. there's there's not much talking involved. You get to you get to work, you get to sweat a little bit. Yeah, and the cows. Cows don't probably cause you any grief. Nope. Some some bonding time with me and my father-in-law <laughs> and the cows. So it's a good time. I enjoy it. That's good. Yeah. Uh, this question for you from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, JL, will Bruce, that'd be Bruce Bochy, manage these next few games for the Texas Rangers like a playoff series? Hmm, that's a good question. I mean, obviously, the these are as important games as you've played all season long. Um, so like the assumption there, you know, quick hook with the pitchers and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. man, um, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, do you trust your bullpen enough to pull? Yeah. yeah, no, that's a good point. You know, I was thinking the other day, you know, guys like Dunning, just, they haven't been as good of late. We've seen Martin Perez be hit or miss coming out of the bullpen or whatever. And, and, and there's just part of me that said, that, that thinks, and this is probably dumb, 
Okay, I'll, I'll fully admit that because you brought in talented guys. Did you mess with the tra-la-la a little bit? I mean, making all these trades. Um, did you mess with the chemistry? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're moving guys into different positions like Dunning or Perez or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then again, by the time you made those trades, you had already started your slide. You know, but I just wondered a little bit. Did, did you mess with And Jordan Montgomery's been great. Obviously, Scherzer was good before he he went out. And, and any of us would have made that deal. Okay. It made total sense. It just feels like, I don't know, I just wondered a little bit. You were rolling with the guys that you had. But then again, again, you started that slide before you made mm-hmm. those trades. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just so good for a while there, right? Yeah. It was just. It was just so good. Yeah. Yeah. But, but but I think you're playing good baseball right now. You know, and you know, maybe the I and I don't I don't know if he's a disruption or if if he's if he's added anything which you would really would have wanted, but the Aroldis Chapman uh addition has been has really not been an addition. Uh it's been Chapman. I mean he's good at times, really good at times, and then I mean, he's uh, pouring gasoline on a fire other times. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what Aroldis Chapman has become later on in his career. There was a time where he was dominant. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean. You've... There was a stretch for the Rangers where he was dominant. <clears throat> yeah. You watch, you've blown, you know, 31 yeah. games in the in the bullpen. I, I won't speak for you or for Jeff, but I will say he is who we thought he is. Okay. Yeah, well. He is who I thought he was, okay. well, which I is mean, really good at times and also a hot flaming mess at times. Hot flaming mess at times. Uh, this, from my line, from my friend Scott, who's uh, listening on the Double T 97.3 mobile app, he said they're hauling round hail bait, they're hauling round bales, tractors are used, very little manual labor. Yeah, the manual labor comes once you put it out there and you're trying to separate it or yeah. pull some to different areas or yeah. whatever. Yeah, but you're not you're not carrying the the bales like like <clears throat> the little square rectangleish ones. You're not like carrying yeah. them around. I thought I thought it was kind of like the the Green Acres hay with Mister Haney, you know, where you had the pitchfork and you're throwing it into the back of the truck. That's what I kind of thought. I have That's no kinda, recollection of what you're talking I, about. So, Green Acres. Did you ever see Green Acres? I, I've heard of Green Acres. Yeah. I've probably watched it once or twice. Yeah. I don't know, but I don't know who Mr. Haney is. Yeah, Mr. Haney. Yeah, he was. He's yeah. kind of the guy that tried to sell something to everybody. I thought Mr. Haney was the guy on the radio for the Jayhawks. Well, no, there is. They spell their names differently. <laughs> they do. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Or the guy that pitches for the Rangers. Oh yeah, from who Oklahoma I, State. I always call him Heaney because I went to school with the Heaney's Heaney brothers. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, right. So very. And the other thing that I wonder sometimes when when you know my you know my my mind wanders quite a bit. I had no idea. Um, I wonder this uh, sometimes when I see these trucks driving these rounds of hay. and I see like the little specks of hay kind of flying flying off. You know, as you're as they're driving down the road. And I wonder how how much waste because it's like always flying off and it doesn't look like much, but it's got to be something. And it's like how much how much actually flies off, you know, as they're hauling it from one place to another. Like this guy that's hauling the hay to wherever he's hauling it, and he's driving down the highway at seventy miles an hour, 
and he'll look at his rearview mirror. They'll be like just you know little flicks of it, you know little strands of it that are that are coming off. I can't. And I wonder believe- how much. I wonder how much comes off of it. I can't believe it would be too much. <clears throat> it looks also man. It feels it looks- like when I get behind them, they're not doing seventy. Okay. <laughs> uh, this from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. I see Chuck is more of a Mr. Ed kind of guy. Wasn't he a horse? Yeah, but yeah. I, I, that's before my time. I never saw any episodes of Mr. Ed the Talking Horse. <laughs> <clears throat> I never saw any episodes of that. Talking Horse. Uh, Sad I missed that. Right, that'd be... I, personally, I'm a much more highbrow person. I watch shows like Finding Bigfoot. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Hosted by a guy named Bobo. Yeah. <laughs> that was, just so you know, that was not a bad Mr. Haney, you know, impersonation. Uh, Dan in Dallas reports in, and if you want to give us your score for tomorrow, he has the Red Raiders winning over the West Virginians. 36 to 13. That would be a very good day for the offense and a very good day for the defense that will have that will have quite the challenge in stopping the West Virginia rushing attack because they go for over 200 a game. Do you think if they rush for 200, you can win the game? West Virginia? Yes. If West Virginia rushes for 200, can Tech win the game? It would take, you know, some good things happening for you. You'd have to be pretty prolific on offense with the with the time that you had it. Yeah, maybe some turnovers yeah. involved to help you out as well. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3 presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Alright, lots going on this weekend as far as sports is concerned. It all begins tonight. We'll have uh, the Astros and the Royals uh, tonight from Houston. 640 on 100.7 the score. Astros lead the Rangers and the Mariners by half a game. Those two teams play tonight in Arlington. We'll have at 6.30, Friendship and Cleveland from Rio Rancho, New Mexico, which is right right there in Albuquerque. And that'll be at uh, 6.30, uh, the kick tonight at 7. And then uh, also tonight at 7.30, this is after the Lubbock High game that is uh, going to kick at 4 at Lowry Field. We'll have Monterey and Abilene High. That'll be at uh, 7.30 on uh, 107.7 Yes FM. And then don't forget, after the ball game tonight, Friday Night Live, all the scores, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, on, uh, on DoubleT973.com and double t 973 That'll be at 730. Other games uh, tonight, the uh, Lubbock High-Andrews game is at 4, as I mentioned. And then you have uh, you have Post playing host to Slayton. Roosevelt's at Sundown tonight. Mule Shoes at Abernathy. Idaloo entertains Shallow Water. Bloodhead at home against Hale Center. Um, New Deals at Vega. New home tonight, playing at home. Jamie against Roscoe. Okay. Those are, those among the, the, the games in action tonight. Estacado lost last night, and uh, Coronado won last night. So uh, Coronado the take t- took down uh, Caprock uh, up in uh, Amarillo. So it's two in a row for the Mustangs. <clears throat> the Red Raiders will play West Virginia tomorrow. We'll have optimum game day live coverage at 7. The kick uh, tomorrow afternoon is at 2.30. Um, there's some... Obviously, some things that they're concerned about, uh, the Red Raiders. Uh, chief among them is is stopping the run. Uh, Coach McGuire saying last night here on Double T 97.3, felt like that West Virginia was going to run the ball 45 to 50 times. 
Now, coming into the game, they averaged 200 yards a game rushing. They're back to running the football. Um, he said, playing good defense um, and running the football for them is important. Well, plus, they got to get the wide receivers going. So the wide receivers have to get going early. Um, and one of the things that they are going to try to do is they're going to try to force West Virginia to pass. He said, we're going to disguise blitzes early um, to kind of show them that we're going to do that, and maybe they'll check to a pass. So getting off the field is going to be really, really important uh, tomorrow. He, he's also interested in how West Virginia will handle their success from last week. Um, he said, Neil Brown was talking about on his press conference that Joy McGuire watched, he said that kind of downplayed from the team standpoint the Pittsburgh rivalry. But he said, you know, that basically it's a big rivalry on campus and it's a big rivalry around town, but the football team kind of downplayed it and Joey McGuire wasn't buying any of that. He said, <clears throat> it's a big rivalry. They've been playing that thing forever. I mean, they played the 107th edition of it. And so what he's curious about is how West Virginia will handle that success that they had last week. And he said, we'll know early based on how they play. Sure. Okay. Yep. Usually you can figure those things out right off the bat. So that's that's something that they're that they're that they're interested in. He also said he didn't say anything about Jalen Hutchings getting the ball tomorrow, but he's he said a couple of times that he's promised him more carries. So I don't know if they get in around the goal line if you see Jalen Hutchings go in to uh, or if this is you know silly time like if you're up fifty to three then Jalen Hutchings gets into the game. He didn't allude to either one, but just said he's going to get the ball some some point in time this year. Okay. Okay, so be be looking for that. <clears throat> he said the play of the game last week, uh, this is obvious, was the Malik Dunlap interception. He said, look, when you take the ball to begin things, you want to start off with a 7 nothing lead. He said, we didn't accomplish that. He I said, close. He said, but Malik Dunlap... Took care of it. Took care of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he said, we don't need no stinking offense. <clears throat> right. Um, Coach Justin Johnson was on as well. And he, he talked about one of the things that's made his transition easier for him is that he worked with and coached with Cliff Kingsbury at Texas A&M. And so some of the jargon with regard to the offense because of you know, West Kit- or Zach Kitley being, you know, working for Coach Kingsbury, mm-hmm. that, that that was, that's been easier for him because it's, the terms are very familiar. So it's that part of that coaching tree of, you know, one guy this, one guy that. Um, and uh, it, so he, uh, he thought that that, that was a, a good matchup uh, for him. He also said, got to get going early on offense. And uh, got to match their energy, the West Virginia energy. I'm sure they'll have a lot of it with their yeah. home crowd behind them. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, ever hear a coach of... say we need to get to a slower start? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no. And I, all that's all that's fair. I mean, all, all that's all that's fair. No, that's that's fair. It's like, hey, we're just gonna come out and be a little pedestrian in the first quarter, just kind of feel our way out, right? Yeah, everybody. They'd lose I think their there are stinking mind if somebody said that, right? I think there are games where you feel like you can survive it. 
if you don't get off to a hot start more mm-hmm. than others, but you're 1000% right, Jeff. You know, yeah. we're, we're going to try to ease into this. You know, we don't, we don't really, we're not looking to score in the first. We're really trying to set things up for the second <laughs> yeah, and third quarters. Right. Yeah, no, that's not happening. Yeah. Yeah. Don't want to peak too early in this game. <laughs> yeah, don't want to peak too early. It's kind of like this show, you know. <clears throat> we don't want to peak too early. Well, unfortunately, the peak is at 6.01 every Monday morning. That's so. the peak? That's, that's the peak that's, that's of before, the week right there. That's the before peak. we go on. Hey, look, you figured it out. <laughs> Uh, Duran Bradley was also on, and he did, he didn't have very much time at the end, kind of like what we talked about yesterday, because everybody gets to talking. Uh, he said though, he he enjoys. He said it's fun being on the road. He enjoys the hostile environment, and uh, and loves being you know playing away from away from home. Yeah, you know, we talked about them playing with energy with their fans behind them i think a lot of times that takes the the home team or excuse me the road team feeds mm-hmm. off of that as well just like that us against the world mentality is fun yeah yeah uh he spoke about coach uh, juice johnson saying that he helped him develop his receiver receiver he said i appreciate him a lot he said uh with regard to the games we've got to play our game worry about us okay those are all standard lines but those are those are good lines to use it's what you want to hear right Got to, got to just, got to execute. Got to play our game. Got to worry about us, right? Play together. Think smart. Take care of the basketball. That's play hard. Play smart. Play together. Yeah. That's that's the basketball mm-hmm. term. Okay? Avoid turnovers. Yeah, right. All those all those things. So mm-hmm. be uh, be looking. Play for... clean baseball. Sure. And, you know, avoid the free passes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> all those. All, all those, all those things are all, they're all, they're all important. But I mean, I think, I think you've got to kind of always remind yourself of that so that you don't um, either a overthink it, or b, you know, um, you know, lollygag around it, um, or you know, just kind of play, play down to the level of your competition. So I mean, sometimes you have to have those, those inner conversations with yourself. You ever talk to yourself? Oh yeah, a lot on the tennis court. Okay. Yeah. Does it help? Probably not. I don't know. Are you are you critical of yourself? Yes, you, very or, much so. Or do you yeah. ever give yourself a little pep talk? Like, Come on, Jamie. Uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> you can it's hit not, this ball. It's not vocal, but yeah, but in, internally, yeah. internally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine you'd be especially vocal. Uh, Mountaineers come in two and one. Red Raiders one and two. Almost feels like a must-win game, particularly when you kind of look down the road a little bit, um, in terms of trying to to get to six or seven, or as they would say, play in uh, Arlington in December. A must-win game for a guy that said that we were going to start the season eleven and zero. I know. Well, th- th- that was one moment. Okay, that was that was one that was that was one moment when I, I got a little carried away. Right? The Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction by three and a half and you're going to get um i I think byu i think byu takes care of kansas even though ku is a nine and a half point favorite because i think the kansas offense is explosive but the kansas defense um is like tissue paper they're just i mean they they almost gave up they had the illinois game kind of in hand and allowed the Illini back into that game because the defense is just awful. 
So I'm going to say the BYU-Kansas game. UCF at Kansas State is jumping out at me mm-hmm. as the game that I think could be the the biggest upset. They're all UCF being excited, their first Big 12 game, taking on Big 12 champs. K-State hasn't looked great for what K-State standards are uh, in the in the non-conference so far. So, I mean, UCF could be kind of feeling a little blood in the water kind of concept that they've got a shot in this game. And when you're a team that doesn't really have anything to lose, those are the type of games that you can win when the other team's kind of wavering a little bit. A, a game that it's not technically Big 12 play, but I am very interested <clears throat> in. Mm-hmm. SMU at TCU. I think we're going to find a lot out about TCU in this game, whether they can pick themselves up and get them going right, or if they lose to SMU, a game that was a lot closer than they wanted it to be last year. I'm still picking TCU to win that game, but that could be ugly the whole game. Okay, I would tell you I don't think there is going to be a single upset. Wow. I don't think there will be. I think, the, <clears throat> and this is a kind of a lame answer, but I, I think Oklahoma State at Iowa State has the best chance of being the upset. I do not think K-State coming off a loss. I thought Kansas State looked good in their first two games. Mm-hmm. They just laid an egg last weekend. I think Kansas State coming off that loss is, um, I mean, I, I would predict them to beat UCF by double digits. Okay, I feel pretty They're not going to let Missouri beat them twice. I, I just think that Kansas yeah. State's gonna gonna be really good in that game. I think Kansas BYU will be close. Like I, I still think KU wins, but I think it's uh, that nine and a half or whatever it is line seems massive to mm-hmm. me. So I think that's a that's a much closer closer BYU game. BYU covers but loses. I think Oklahoma State and Iowa State is going to be one of the ugliest football games in the history of college football. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, both teams are a bit of a mess. That's going to be the Big 12 pretending to be the Big 10 for a week. Yeah. I think OU rolls. I think Texas rolls. I don't think there's any question there. So I think BYU, Kansas, Tech, West Virginia, and Oklahoma State, Iowa State turn out to be the entertaining ones. Um, but I don't think there's there's any upsets. But I, I, I mean, I really think Iowa State wins the game, but I think Oklahoma State has the best chance at the upset. You uh, you think the highlight of the Baylor-Texas game is the Baylor line running out on the field? No. No? No. Okay. <laughs> well, so they're, the Longhorns favored by you know, 14 and a half points. Okay. It doesn't make the Baylor line any better. Okay, I didn't... <laughs> Didn't know if maybe that would you. <laughs> you are the only person I know <laughs> that is giddy about the Baylor line. Well, I like it. I mean, I think it's pretty cool. I think it's. I think it's pretty cool. Okay, so it can be a highlight <clears throat> for you, but it doesn't have to be for me, right? Does not. No. Okay. Does not. How about this? Baylor losing will be a highlight for me. Okay. Okay. Texas winning won't be a highlight, but at least Baylor loses, so that'll make me feel good. If if this happened, which would be the which. Which of these two games do you think would be the would surprise you the most? Baylor winning at home over Texas, Longhorns number three, coming off you know undefeated non conference season, or Cincinnati winning at home against Oklahoma. Which would surprise you more? Cincinnati beating Oklahoma. Yeah, I think so. I think I agree with you. Man, that's a it's a t- that's a tough question. 
I I would be really shocked if either one of them happened. Yeah, you're probably right. I think I would go with you guys. Just the whole rivalry factor and all mm-hmm. that. And then uh, Sam Houston goes into Houston on uh, Saturday night. And the Cougars are favored by 12. <clears throat> Sam Houston is 0-2. But remember, they, they played really tough against BYU in that opening that opening game. Losing like mm-hmm. 14-7. to That's when we, like, we looked at BYU and went, oh my God, what are, what's going on with these guys? <clears throat> well, they've been a little more prolific since since that and BYU is yeah I kind of look at that game and three and zero in the a, season if a tree falls on the field there in the Houston Sam Houston game mm-hmm. will anybody know <laughs> will anybody hear it if a rock falls from the universe mm-hmm. and lands on the stands would it hit anybody <laughs> will anybody know well I, I don't know I don't know <laughs> Speaking of, that's the snoozer one for me this weekend. I'm, um, I'm with Jeff. I'm intrigued by TCU and SMU. I, I think it's a really good slate this weekend. I'm, I'm excited about it. Speaking of field, and and I didn't know this until last night at uh, Red River Football with Joey McGuire, but he had his grounds crew there um, at his show last night. But there's now a robot, and I would love to see this. A robot now paints the field. You know, it used to be the Jan man that would get out there with the with the chalk, you know, and, it, you know, sometimes be a little squiggly, you know, maybe Jan Man kind of just loses his step or stumbles. Jan Man? Yeah, the janitor, the Jan Man. Didn't you guys call him the Jan Man in high school? Anyway, they now have a robot that paints the field. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. With, uh, Jamie Litt and Jeff. McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. We come to you this morning from the First United Bank Studio here in downtown Lubbock. Um, it, take your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line or the Visual Edge IT hotline. That number is 806-771-0973. Uh, if anybody's uh, been down to La Mesa today and they see any Smokies, let me know. I'm, uh, I'm going to head down to La Mesa, La Mesa this morning. It's La Mesa, but I mean, spelled La Mesa, but it's called La Mesa. I think you probably should just factor on driving near the speed limit. 70. Okay. I think sometimes it's seven. I think it's a little bit of 75 between here and Tahoka. Usually there was always one guy in Tahoka in the bar ditch, you know, that would have his radar out looking for people. In the bar ditch. Yeah. in, in the In between the two. In yeah, the median? The, in the median, yeah. In the median, yeah. In the median, I guess it's... But the bar ditch is more on the side. The median is in the medial, in the middle. Okay. Median. Median would be the median, right? <clears throat> what is your big concern for tomorrow for Texas Tech and, and West Virginia? West Virginia's run game. Yeah. Just just kind of ground and pound and, mm-hmm. and just squeeze the life out of the clock. Mm-hmm. Keep your offense off the field. Mm-hmm. It not be impressive at all. It'd be frustrating and them constantly being like a third and one and third and two and be able to pick it up and move the chains and death by a thousand paper cuts and Yeah. And your offense just sit over there, you know, itching to get out there on the field and not having a chance and when they do get out there, suddenly they're feeling the pressure of man, we we don't get the ball very much. We better do something good sure. here. You mm-hmm. know? 
So I, I guess I fear that a little bit, but maybe that's unfair. I mean, I would tell you I feel like the defense is, has outperformed the offense so far this year. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I just respect West Virginia's run game. No, I I, I think I think you're exactly right. And and here was a, a point that uh, Coach McGuire made last night on his radio show here on Double T 97.3. And I thought, wow, that's – I mean, that makes a lot of sense. He said when – the run game is going so well for a team that runs it. The defense gets to stay fresher. And so, you know, because they're not on the field for as many plays. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. If they're having success running the football and they're, like you said, just chewing up the clock because the clock now continues to run on first down. And I really think we saw <clears throat> we saw more of that last week in terms of how short the game was. The game would have been even shorter had the kid from Tarleton not gotten knocked out. And it probably took him, you know, probably, they probably worked with him five, ten minutes on the field, maybe longer. It's probably That was probably around a ten-minute delay. But the game would have ended even sh- sooner uh, because of the first downs that you were getting on offense and running the football. You ran the football a ton, obviously, with, with Taj Brooks, you know, having a career high. But that that defense of West Virginia, which is stout, at least we think it is, um, you know, being having kind of fresh legs over there because they're they're not having to play a whole lot because their offense is picking it up and picking it up and picking it up. I I'm I'm concerned about you know what you haven't done in the second quarter in scoring points. I'm concerned about uh converting on third down. Um I'm not worried about scoring too fast or anything along those lines. <clears throat> I do think, and I think they feel this way, that they'll be able to to run. And I think they feel really good about, you know, Taj Brooks and what he's been able to do uh, behind his blockers. Um, and they feel like he's a smart runner. They, I think they feel like he can – I mean, he brings a lot to the table in terms of his pass blocking, his ability to run and hang on to the football and then, you know, be – kind of pick his holes so to speak so you know that's we'll see we'll see what and then but the receivers are going to have to get off the get off the line get open and then shuck's got to chuck it to him and be decisive <laughs> feels like at times there's been a little bit of indecisiveness mm-hmm. there yeah 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 i mean yeah your wide receiver and your passing game has to has to help Taj Brooks and the offensive line, they've got to open some things up there to, to keep that defense from throwing too many guys into mm-hmm. the box, creeping up towards the line of scrimmage. you got to be able to stretch the field and stretch them out a little bit and create a little space for your run game. You know, the guy that you you, you really have to contain or stop or find a way to, to bring down and not let him churn for extra yards is uh, C.J. Donaldson. He's, he's a big back. He's 6'1". He's 238. He's a sophomore. But get this, he's played in 10 career games for West Virginia, including three starts, but already has five 100-yard rushing games in his career. Um, He had 100 against Pitt. He had 81 against Penn State. Uh, 18 carries uh, for for the Pitt game and 18 carries for the Penn State game. And then against Duquesne, he only ran it 13 times for 56 yards. So he has the ability to you know, break away too. So, I mean, he's, he's certainly a guy that you've got to, you've got to figure out and you've got to, got to stop. 
Um, so that's a that that could be that could be a real problem uh, for you. And then it'll be interesting to see who they employ uh, at quarterback. Um, do they have the the starter green or do they have the the lefty? Um, and then how much how much of a role does that play when they want to run the ball as much as they do? Yeah, it sounds like the starter is much more exclo- explosive in the run game. So mm-hmm. that scares you a little bit. Yeah, if he's if he's back there and healthy. Yeah, and he he injured his his uh, ankle. Uh, the starter is uh, Garrett Green. He's played in five twenty five career games, five starts, but has just two one hundred yard rushing games, and has two career two hundred yard passing games. So you don't feel like that. You're just like going to get burned by the guy, but you just wonder, um, you know, what what what's his status? What's his health status? Uh, Nico Marchioli is the backup quarterback. He's the redshirt freshman from Chandler, Arizona, went to Hamilton where Tyler Shuck went. He's played in just five career games, had his first touchdown pass of the season against Pitt. He was 6-9 and nine for 60 yards. So it's not like he was just, you know, lighting it up. Um, he had a rushing touchdown against uh, Duquesne. He was 7-14 of 14 for 75 yards uh, and a rushing TD against Duquesne. So he got to be in there in some, some mop-up roles. So he'd not been there very much either so you got to put some pressure on you got to find a way to get pressure on the quarterback and coach mcguire was very complimentary of miles cole on uh, his ability to get to the quarterback against tarleton state i'm less worried about getting pressure on the quarterback this week than i am keeping him in the pocket and keeping uh your rush lanes and making sure they don't get out of the pocket and do damage there i don't care if you sack them or not i, I don't they're not that dominant of a passing attack okay just don't let them gouge you with runs coming from the quarterback position which we've seen that time and time and time again over the years where third and long and all of a sudden the quarterback I, slips through the line yeah I, I thought over the last few years you had done a much better job at it but this year it's been a, it's been an issue all right this has been the morning drive podcast presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.